Something is bubbling among women today. Women crave honest stories that entertain, motivate, and move them. Women want reinforcement that they are not alone in feeling the way that they do and that they can feel good about their prospects. Stories and Strategies for Women podcast will share riveting stories about amazing women. I'm your host, Claudine Walk. A good story well told is powerful. A good story can motivate. A good story can inspire action. Hey, Stories and Strategies listeners. This episode is brought to you by Get Your Book Seen and Sold. It's the Substack newsletter that I write all about book marketing and book publishing. If you are an author or a writer who has a book in them and would like to know how to get their book published and marketed, check it out or maybe mention it to a friend who you know has that book inside them and is trying to figure out how to get it seen and sold. That's Claudine Walk. Substack.com. Check it out today. Welcome to Stories and Strategies for Women. I'm your host, Claudine Walk. With us today is Kate Ekman. Kate is an accomplished entrepreneur, elite athlete, mindfulness expert, Columbia University certified executive, and the author of the book, The Full Spirit Workout, a 10-step system to shed your self-doubt, strengthen your spiritual core, and create a fun and fulfilling life. You can find Kate at kateekman.tv. She is our guest today. Thanks for being with us, Kate. Claudine, thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to see you. And I, I kind of showed up here in a, a, a tornado, which I feel like a lot of people are in the holiday end of the year. It's been a rough three years uh, tornado. So so welcome to all of your listeners. And I just feel called to say, um, let's all take a, a, a deep breath if we can. Um, <sighs> I'm breathing. Um, yes. Take a little pause. And I think it's that reminder to really try to schedule your meetings to have at least five, 10 minutes in between each thing. So you don't take all the stuff from the last meeting into the new one. And also just let's give ourselves a little more grace and space here. And um, this is your friendly reminder that you're doing a really great job managing a lot of stuff. (laughs) Already great advice. And I haven't even asked a question yet. Thank you so much. I love it. So yes, I could think of no better person to talk to when considering how in the world to deal with stress over the holidays. And we had talked about your book a couple years ago. Um, I wanted to, was it, a, has it been a couple years already? It's It was April 2021, so a year and a half, but okay. All the years are blending together. I can't remember when anything happened. I'll say, you know, a few years ago, and someone will say, Kate, that was 2003. That was 20, (laughs) almost 20 years ago. So everything's blending together, right? It's just, it really is, uh, you know, I, I, some, some advice I'll get, I'll let you ask the question, but we need more time to sit and process and reflect. And even that we went through COVID and it's still even kind of going on. And we just all like went back in, dove in headfirst to our Mach 10 lifestyles without even, it's like that didn't even happen, but it did. <laughs> so true. It is so true. Uh, and that is actually one of the questions that I had for you. Two concepts that come up in your book, The Full Spirit Workout, and that is the emotional time out and why doing nothing is actually a good idea. Can you explain that concept and how you put it into practice? Absolutely. And, and doing nothing, uh, quote unquote, is is really doing so much. It's doing everything, if you will, because 
we have to give ourselves those emotional timeouts because I don't know about you, I'll speak for myself, but I, something tells me I'm speaking on behalf of everybody right now. Uh, we get triggered by people and, and the people we love the most and the people we have this so much interaction with, be it our, our, our spouse, our kids, our parents, our, our colleagues, our boss, they're, they're going to bring up our stuff. That's why it's like they've been sent from the universe to bring up our stuff because on a spiritual level, we're here to heal and we're here to grow and learn lessons. And the people who trigger us the most are our greatest teachers. You know, it's easy to love people who are kind and loving and tell us what we want to hear and, and see us and acknowledge us. And those people are so important. But these people who don't tell us what we want to hear and aren't able or willing to see us or hear us or, or acknowledge us and trigger our stuff, whatever it is, we all have childhood wounds. We all have had our heart broken or we've lost a loved one or we've lost a job or something like that. And I don't think we've all allowed ourselves the time and space to fully grieve or process those um, those traumatic events or, or those traumas. And so then we get triggered and we're supposed to be healing from that. But who has time to heal when you've got the 9 a.m. meeting and you got to get the kids to school and you got money to make and dishes to wash and presents to buy? So I, I just have so much compassion for all of us right now, but it's so important to take that pause and, and acknowledge, wow, I'm really being triggered by this person in this moment, or wow, I'm really reacting from a, a past wound, not even the present moment, and to give ourselves that moment before we hit reply and send the email in that space, to wait and send the email when we have called a co our coach or a therapist or a friend or just what I do, my five minutes of sit and stare, it's turned into five hours lately um, <laughs> of just sitting and staring out the window and, and processing and, and checking in with ourselves. And, you know, how did how did that go over? Or how do you feel right now? Gosh, you're really, really angry right now. What's that about? What's that going on? And maybe journaling about it or um, just being in that space and giving ourselves just like when your kid is having a meltdown and you, you know, you put them in time out. Um, and why do you do that? It's but it doesn't occur to us to do that to ourselves because we're adults, but we still have that inner child in us that's throwing the tantrum. And you see that all the time. Um, and, and so I think to the second part of your question about about doing nothing, which is really um, counterintuitive to most people in a culture of hustle and grind and make it happen and achieve and perform. But I have found those when I've given myself that time to 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 turn it off, to go away, to reflect, to process. When I come back, I'm more productive. I'm more creative. I'm kinder to myself and others. I get more done in less time. And so if this this seems like, yeah, must be nice. Good for you. Um, I say it, it would be very nice and good for you, too. <laughs> and 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 please prioritize this because we make choices every day and um it's it's what what do you value what do you prioritize uh, who do you want to be and um what really matters to you and it doesn't occur to people to even allow themselves to ask those questions and then make decisions from that space i like the idea that you can actually be more productive if you take a pause and are silent for a little while you know and I, does it look different for everyone? What does that look like for you? You mentioned sit and stare. Yeah, I do my sit and stare. I think a walk in nature is where I've gotten some of my best ideas and, or even, you know, a lot of times I'll go to the track and I'll walk and I'll listen to music or I'll call somebody. But those times where I was really upset recently and I just, I had my headphones in, but no music and I didn't call anybody and the amount of downloads and wisdoms and stuff that came to me, the amount of um, insight, if you will, that was, that was 
coming into my mind when it was quieted, but I was also, you know, in motion and energy is that it's like emotions. It's, it's energy in motion. And so releasing as I'm, I'm walking and, and letting the motions out, but then also inviting in guidance. And I, I think so many of us struggle with moving forward with certain things or moving out of trauma or struggles or, or unpleasant emotions um, is that we aren't practice at listening and and we only hear the truth the the true truth the uh, not the ego's version of the truth the the divine wisdom whatever you want to call it and invite in when you become practiced at listening to to that voice instead of the why'd you say that dumb thing or isn't that person awful or i hate him or i'm going to quit this job or whatever comes into our mind. I hear from people all the time. I, I work with a lot of clients. I, I am myself a, a client. I have coaches. We all aren't practiced at listening to that voice that says, you know, you, you need to forgive that person. Or, um, hey, have you thought about waiting until you're in a calmer place to address this situation rather than just, you know, our ego wants to be like, you need to tell them they are wrong and you are right. That, as we know, never gets us any place good. I think that more of, you know, here's what I'm feeling, you know, please help me understand, or is this correct? I think the more that we can get practice at listening and then lead both with ourselves and others from a place of curiosity rather than, you know, anxiety. And that's a huge thing around the holidays is is the anxiety. So really leading with curiosity and and pausing before we not make a statement or lash out or is coming at that person with a question, you know, um, yeah. So why did you decide to do this? Or, um, have you thought about, I love that. Have you thought about instead of why, why are you doing this? It's thought about maybe moving dinner to five o'clock. So everybody can join instead of why would you have it at this time? You know, Aunt Jane can't, (laughs) what's wrong with you? It's, have you thought about, I love the, Hey, have you thought about? Yeah. I love that too. That's a great, that's a great technique, especially, yeah, as we're going to be in these situations, the family situations. Um, A lot of people think that they get their best ideas in the shower. Mm. Is it the same idea? Because you you really can't bring the computer in the shower with you. You have to be alone. You're forced to be alone and think with your thoughts. Yes. And I am a more of a bath taker because I don't like to wash my hair every day and bath a bath for me, the bubble bath and all the different flavors. Some people laugh that I call them flavors, but I have all the different (laughs) scents of bubble bath. And sometimes I'll let out the water and then start a whole new bath because there's so much this year. I've had so much to process and there's so much to think of, but I get so many ideas in the bathtub. I definitely calm down and relax and get to that's a much better place to make a decision or have a difficult conversation right from that calm, relaxed place. And it's it's the, the same with the shower, the, the warm water. If you can look at it as a cleansing of not just your body. I mean, why do we bathe every day? It's to get the, the dirt and the grime. It's to get the day off of us like that. We're stinky. We're sweaty. We're you get the day off. And so when you spend this quiet time, the shower, the nature, sit and stare, wherever you want to do it, it's the cleansing of the mind. And so for me, it's the ritual of, of not just cleansing my body, but cleansing my mind from the dirty thoughts that are, you're not good enough. Why'd you say the stupid thing? Isn't that person awful? I don't have what it takes. I'm tired. I'm sick of this. That's some stinky dirt. Cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> And, and watch it go down the drain and invite in a new perspective. I love it. I love it. Okay. So the other, the, I love the idea of ritual too, but 
the other issue you mentioned, or the, the thing that you just mentioned about curiosity, and we had talked uh, before, and it really stuck with me, about the addressing stressful situations with what if, what if, and can you explain that? And is it the same idea as coming at it with curiosity? Absolutely. And so let's say people are like, my boss doesn't like me. Um, and, and then what we do when we do something like that is we collect evidence for why my boss doesn't like me. Right. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this example, this example. But then if I said to you, what if your boss actually really likes you? What if your boss wants to give you a promotion? What if your boss thinks you're the most brilliant people he or she has ever hired? What if your boss wants to bring out the best in you? And I can I can see and feel people right now being like, well, you don't know my boss and you don't know how I'm being treated. And that is true. Um, but I think we show up much differently when it's what if my boss thinks I'm a huge asset to this company versus my boss doesn't like me? I'm not like, because then when you act, when you're in a place that my boss doesn't like me, you're showing up in meetings much differently. You're performing much differently. You're doing all sorts of things. If you show up and, and what what your boss thinks um, ultimately is irrelevant. It, it does matter, of course, um, but it's it's irrelevant in terms of it matters what I think. I think I'm an asset to this company. I think I'm valuable to this company. I So living and working from that place and but i think anytime you get stuck and it's like what how am i going to pay the bills i i um i i don't have a job what if i did have a job what if i reached out to claudine and asked her if she has any contacts for me what if i sent my resume to this person what if i start letting people know hey i'm looking for a new gig please let me know if you need so i think just coming from a more proactive approach and a more empowered approach instead of the ain't it awful, nobody likes me, I can't do this, whatever your thing is, or if you're stuck, we talk about this too as authors, um, I don't have anything to say today. What if I did have something to say? What would I say? And for me, I just I just start typing, I just start writing. And sometimes you just need to get all that crap out. And maybe that can be an article, maybe it's something scrapped and no one ever reads it ever, but you get all of that out and then it's like, okay, well now I'm ready to write because I got rid of all that crap. Yes, absolutely. Um, And then if if you apply that to family and the holiday events that are coming up, for example, like let's say there's somebody that you're, you know, you're definitely going to be with at a holiday event and they trigger you on a, on a regular occasion, they would trigger you or they, you're, you're afraid that they're going to trigger you and you're, you're coming into the situation with that fear. Can you use it in the same way? Absolutely. And I'm even, and I, I I love these questions. I, I love the work that I do because it makes me double down on the work right? You you have to <laughs> actually do the work, but then it pays off. It's like going to the gym. Your personal trainer can't do the push-ups and sit-ups for you. But the good news about that is you do the push-ups and sit-ups and you get the results. You get stronger. You get more lean. You you become healthier. So it's, it's the same here. And I think of some relatives I haven't seen in a while that I'm going to see. And listen, would I rather be seeing best friends? Would I rather have you there on Christmas Eve 100% absolutely, Who because wouldn't? we have a lovely, enlivening conversation like this, I'd be feeling great. But instead, it's like that relative who's judging you or 
isn't that kind, or maybe they're jealous, or maybe they're un they're in an unhappy marriage and like pissed that you're happy, whatever it is. But I think if I think for me too, I've I've stopped taking on the role of being the life of the party, and I need to entertain you, and I have to ask all the great questions that I know to ask because I'm a coach and I'm a journalist and I'm a TV host. I know how to ask questions. But you know what? On Christmas Eve, I'm not doing the dog and pony show. For anybody, you can entertain me. So I think it's to what role do I want to play? And if I could just show up at the party and be present and whatever good or bad or otherwise energy comes at me, knowing it's it's not about me. But I think just being so grounded and being present and going into the party, like I really am just going in. I really want to connect with my niece and nephew and bring them joy and just not taking on other people's stuff, knowing that it's it's their stuff and and but coming from a place of compassion. Maybe this person isn't so kind to me because they're not so kind to themselves. Um, maybe this person, it's just, it's okay to not, you know, like everybody. It's okay that not everybody likes you. Um, I think it's okay. I even had a conversation with a friend this weekend and was asking about his brother. And he said, I don't really talk to my brother. And it was just, it wasn't even a big falling out or something. It's just, we don't really have a lot in common. Um, I love him, but we don't talk that often. And so I think just the more that we can be in, in a space of what am I here to give versus what am I here to receive and, and leading with kindness, but also knowing that that is the work, that is the practice. I know no one wants to hear it because I don't want to hear it. It's like, why can't that cousin just be nice and not suck? But it's like... <laughs> Your work though. It's easy to love the, the the Claudines and the family. It's it's more challenging to love the people who aren't as loving, but that's the work. And then you start to master that. You are untouchable. You will find you're achieving your goals in less time. You're fine. You're living your dream life because you've done that crappy, crappy work that you don't really want to do on the inside. It doesn't make full sense. But once you start doing it and you start seeing the results, you're like, wow, this stuff does work. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, Kate, so much great information. And I know you are stressed for time. Thank you so much for being with us. Tell the audience where they can find you. And if you don't mind, what are you up to? Do we have a second book coming out? Are you coaching? What's going on? Yes. So you can find me at kateekman.tv, K-A-T-E-E-C-K-M-A-N.tv or thefullspiritworkout.com. It's a perfect book for getting through the holidays, for kicking off your new year in an empowered way. It's fun. Um, it just has a lot of exercises, journaling prompts, meditations, a lot of stories that I think you will feel the feedback I always get from people is, wow, I feel so seen or I feel like you're speaking only to me. Um, thank you for meeting me where I am. And, and people say the reason you know where I am is because you've been there and and I have like I've, I've been there and I, I see you and I support you and I, I'm just honored to be on this journey of self-discovery with with all of you and and certainly you Claudine and um, I'm up to now a lot of things I'm, I'm working at a, a at a company launching a new platform that's um, shoppable entertainment um, I still have my coaching clients who I love and yes I, I want to carve out the time to write my next book because people, especially intuitives or people like yourself are always like, when's your, we're ready for your next book. So I would like to say I'm in the information gathering phase where I'm, I'm being inspired by a, a lot of things that I'm experiencing and a lot of stuff that's been really challenging, but then that makes for a lot of great lessons and, and a, a great book. 
And um, yeah, and I love just connecting with people like yourself and supporting you and, and everything you have going on. I, I like um, being there for other authors because it, it can be a very lonely profession and you feel like you're in a little bubble by yourself because you are. So my favorite thing in, in life is to have these types of conversations and to connect with people. And I think if one person feels left less alone because of me and and a conversation or a story then that's that's the work that that i'm here to do and it really inspires me and and, and you know people in your community really inspire me because they're willing to be on this journey and to ask the questions and to go to the deep dark places that not everyone's willing to explore and congratulations i just wanted to add award-winning book because i noticed on your website that you've received more awards for this fabulous book Thank you so much. It's and it's never about the awards, but it's for me, it's just anything that can get the book in front of more people so that they can discover it because I, I go back and, and read sections of my book or I know when I'm going through something and I'm like, you know what, you need a you need some you need some spiritual sit-ups, you which we all do. We all know that you don't just go to the gym once a year and expect to be fit. This is an ongoing process that requires consistency, but I've made it really fun. And I go back and and do lessons or exercises from my book and ask myself those questions because I'm human like you. And um, their life can be really challenging. And I think the more that we're just honest about that, don't expect every day and every moment to be, you know, rainbows and and unicorns, uh, the better, because then life becomes really real and really juicy. And um, there's a depth and there's meaning. And that's, that's where fulfillment comes in. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm sure that our audience has heard exactly what they needed to hear from all your fantastic advice this afternoon. Thank you so much, Kate. And hopefully you'll come back. Thank you. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm giving everybody, including yourself, a big hug and, and wishing you well on, on your journey and um, on your on your dark days, your dark moments. Um, try to try to, you know, bring some levity to it, bring a little humor to it and know that that you will move through this and um, some some brighter moments are ahead because they always are. They're always right around the corner if you're just open and willing. Great advice. And you can find out more about Kate and her book. Her book is wherever you find books, uh, The Full Spirit Workout. And she is at kateekman.tv. And you are listening to Stories and Strategies for Women. You're listening to Stories and Strategies for Women podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave us a review. Visit me at my website, ClaudineWalk.com. Drop me a note on Instagram at ClaudineWalk. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time.